As the 70s roll in, stability around the world has never been as shaky. Interplanetary alliances join together to seek ideological supremacy across both planets. Cultural shifts are uprooting norms that have been in place for centuries. Technological shifts have been changing how the world itself functions. As these shifts occur, life continues in the seed bearer region, where a seemingly random group of people have come together to try and make sense of the nonsensical. This is Hazeltown Story. Hello and welcome to Hazeltown Story Discovery Episode 1. Um, we are, uh, it, it's, a new, it's a new season of Hazeltown Story. Um, not much is going to be different if you are, you know, you've been hanging on and listening to the first, se- the I guess, first season, which I'm now going to essentially be considering kind of a season zero. Um, that being a Hazeltown Story prototype. Uh, it's going to be kind of the same thing, although we're kind of doing things a little bit different uh, with Hazeltown Story Discovery. Uh, namely that I'll go into it, I go more in depth into it in the actual episode, but we are now using a different game system that we had before. It's actually one that's homebrewed um, that is based mostly on the Forge in the Dark engine, uh, but there's a little bit of Powered by the Apocalypse and even going back to Genesis in there. I'll go more into in depth on how that works inside of the actual episode itself. But yeah, there's going to be a different flow to this. Uh, also, this isn't going to be necessarily, although I'm kind of seeing how we're going, uh, this might not necessarily be divided by the case because uh, last time for like Hazeltown story prototype, uh, we had definitely been doing it like section off a little mini arcs. Like each one is like a case that we're working on or the group is working on. And uh, this is going to be more um, kind of flow because I basically give the players three different cases to work on at once and they choose which ones they want to work on. And that's where I'm testing that out for the start. Uh, we'll see whether or not that works out in terms good in terms of like the actual like progression. Uh, so we're going to do <laughs> there's going to be a little bit of a kind of experimentation with this because this is our testing of a new system. Um, we kind of tried to iron as many kinks out before we actually started, but we'll actually see how it goes. Uh, if you are, if you have not listened before, um, I don't know if exactly a whole lot of knowledge, uh, will be necessary. Uh, maybe the only things you kind of might want to listen to is episode zero, uh, which is kind of the teaser. Uh, which explains some things about, you know, the background. Um, and maybe, like, the first episode of Prototype. Um, but other than that, I'm going to try and have this be... I'm kind of thinking that this is a starting point for uh, this, you know, series, if you are not familiar with it. Uh, so with that, um, really isn't a whole lot to say because it is the first one. Uh, nothing has really uh, happened so far. Uh, I will say, in terms of story... Uh, this is technically, or like technically after the events of, you know, prototype. But since a lot of that was just nothing really, subs- like, it's not like there's any major arcs that if you missed them, like, wouldn't make sense, kind of. Uh, maybe a few characters. Uh, but for the most part, you can pretty much start here and not really miss a whole lot. I mean, of course, not saying that the stuff we did is bad, but you won't be, like, out of loop. 
so to speak. Hopefully as much. There might be a few things that might be a little confusing, but um, nothing major, I don't think. Um, so, yep, uh, that's going to be it. Uh, these intros are still going to be pretty, pretty, um, what's the word, improv, uh, just kind of off-the-cuff remarks. Um, after this first season, I or this first uh, session, I was pretty... Uh, imp I was, I was, I felt pretty okay about uh, what we we're going so far. Definitely some things that I could tweak going forward. Um, but uh, that is what the next session will be about. Which, uh, as of this recording, I'm planning on doing the Friday actually after this episode goes live. So, um, yeah, there's some weird timing things I'm gonna have to think about with uh, these episodes because uh, if we go on for too long, because um, it's gonna be due to the dual, the every other week release of Hazeltown Story, uh, it's going to be weird timing occasionally. So, yeah, I still got to think about how I'm doing that. Um, but, uh, yeah, um, so I guess we can go ahead and start. So I'm going to start this off um, by reading off a letter. We're going to start this off with a letter that was addressed to a Mr. Theron Pendragon after the events of the last arc, uh, which has successfully uh, figured out some spying nonsense that had happened in uh, the city. Uh, and after the events of that, uh, Theron uh, realized that, oh, they might have potential, or the group as a whole might have potential as an actually, you know, official thing. So they submit uh, the paperwork in the city to kind of get themselves officially sanctioned by the city. And the letter that you're going to hear is kind of the results of that, or the results of that application. And uh, after that, we're going to, I'm going to introduce the people who are in uh, this session. And, uh, well, I guess that's going to be it. So uh, I guess without any further ado, let's uh, go ahead and start. Dear Mr. Pendragon. I am pleased to let you know that your application for the formation of an officially sanctioned investigation service within the Seed Bear region has been approved. Upon discussion with the following sponsors, based on the ideas you had in your application, we believe that your services may be beneficial to the region, as we are currently lacking the manpower and material to look into the unique cases similar to the ones your group has looked into. Captain Theobrea, Castle Rock Republic. Sergeant Tobias, Thinking Rabbit Moon. D-Pass, Home Guard. Lieutenant Robert Bounding Boulder Wolf, D-Pass, Home Guard. Olin Huxel, Citizen of the Council of Sea Bearer Nations. Thomas Wilder, Citizen of Council of Sea Bearer Nations. End of list. While not officially part of the department, your group's work will be overseen by the Department of Public Assistance and Safety under the team name Research Reading Rainbow. While we shall have limited control of what your group decides to finally investigate, we may call upon your group to investigate specific cases in need of your specialized services that we may expect your group to cooperate with. You shall be provided with an office which for which to serve as a location for any managerial needs for your group. We understand that you'll be acting as director, Mr. Pendragon, and that Mr. Henry Laurel will be acting as your co-director and bookkeeper. Should you need an assistant for secretarial needs, we can provide one for you. I've attached my card to this letter for you to contact me with further details. Please do so at your earliest convenience. Best regards, Watching Falcon. Hi, I'm Carnival. 
Yeah, I'm playing for at least for the first off for the starter with I'll be playing Claudia Lupin is what she wants to call herself. Uh, her name, her actual name, legal name is Ginny Smith. She is, I guess, the round, the pointed eared human, which I'm just gonna, I'm gonna end up just calling them elves out of habit. But she is basically a security officer who, for that job, is basically people hire her to do breaking and entering to just see where their weaknesses are. Who, bored with life, saw Lupin the Third and decided she's going to do that. And now she calls herself Claudia Lupin. I also play Elmas Greter, a dragon kid. Yes. A Goku, which effectively is a Goku. But dragon, is dragon, a rock the dragon. But she, she's she they, uh, is an engineer who has no sense of right and wrong. Damn straight. And finally, I play Yuhar Governin, they them, a retired pirate from the South China Sea who is probably the closest thing to the group has to the. To the, uh, what do you would call them? Demolitions expert? <laughs> sure, let's go with that. Yeah, pyromaniac. Who also all technically right. had a boat at one point. Yes. I mean, that's all the characters now, because, like, I'm not using the other one. All right. Uh, DM. Hello, my name is Deathmaster, and I play Bobby, who is a shady businessman. His pronouns are he, him, and he's a dragon man who looks like Sam Elliott if he played uh, Boss Hog in uh, Dukes of Hazard. I also play Nella's Masters, a red panda lady who's obsessed with death. Hmm, sounds familiar. Hey, Torpo? Yeah, okay. No, I was not touching up a toilet. Um, <laughs> I'm Torpid Typist, otherwise known as Torpo. Uh, and I play Aravia, who, uh, with the new system, new her, has gained two inches. Uh, it is now 6'2". Basically, she's she's a big-ass cowwoman who uh, really likes to rough things up. Yes. Um, okay. That, also that... pronoun she, her, and loves to dress in biker leathers. Great. And has her own motorcycle. Go on. Um... So there, that should be, <laughs> yes, yeah, like toilet touches. You all get a call. Uh, you now have, are requested to appear at a certain, sp um, you are given a location of a off, like, you're given a location of a building that is inside the city. Uh, it happens to be in a, Oh, let's just call it a government-owned building. Uh, it is a it is particularly a building that holds a lot of not call centers for like you know like most call centers. Uh, it's a lot of like touch up for like government work in terms of like uh, I'm just trying to trying to find a good way to describe it. Um, Kind of like government business is like, oh hey, you have you are signed up for this. You can go ahead and do this. Um, and yeah, uh, that is 
what the building is for. Uh, you find that you, when you all get there, uh, that is, you go into the office, like they say, oh, go into, or you get the call. Uh, it is from Theron. You is like, okay, go to a office like on the 14th floor. Uh, you'll find an office 14C. And you will go in there and just check out the, the office. Um, so I take it you would all get there kind of roughly at the same time. I'm not going to be early. That's for sure. I mean, as much as early as Claudia tries to get there as early as possible. Okay. Uh, Probably you... takes his time getting there. Okay. Uh, so we'll say we'll start this roughly at um, at nine. Like, let's say nine in the morning, just because it will make the rest of this roll a little bit easier. Um, yeah. I'm not showing yeah. up on time then. Uh, so you all get there, and you actually go into the room. You find that it's open. Uh, in there, you find uh, a lot of basically empty desks, and you find a whiteboard. Uh, you find a room that's essentially not really been used. However, you see that you could put stuff in there. Um, and on kind of a center desk, you find that there is a note. And it's, it's all of us, or is it just... I It would be all three of you. Yeah, okay, I fucking go to snatch the note. Um, on the note, you see that it reads as follows. Uh, hello there. Um, now that we have a, as part of being uh, sponsored uh, by the Seed Bear government, um, we are we have been given this office to use because it was one that they were not using. Uh, it is in the center of the city, so it's a good kind of central hub if we need uh, something to go to or some kind of place that's kind of, if we you need something in the city, there is that available to you now uh this will be where a a spot where if we want all want to meet we can um not saying that you can also meet in other places but here is a room that now you can use at your own for whatever things you would need for and it seems like we are actually already have some work that is available for us um I got all these at the same time, so I will let you choose among yourselves how you want to tackle this. Uh, you will find in this room a whiteboard. Uh, I will uh, on there. I have pinned three requests that we the three requests that I was given. I will let you um, tackle them as you please. Uh, I've also left additional notes on each of these tasks. If you need any additional services, I am available uh, for any explanation. And it is signed Theron Pendragon. No, okay, y'all catch all that? Was that makes Ravia sense to me. Reading, reading it out loud the whole time? Yes. Then yes. The okay, well, first order of business, we're going to write down a list of furniture we need for this office because this is unacceptable. First order of business, Bobby turns to Claudia and says, Who are you? Hi, I'm Claudia Lupin. Okay, DM, 
First things first, Bobby has like nose like, right? Yes, I think I don't know. That's a lie. <laughs> okay. Um, I guess I do. Yes, so you can tell that Claudia is lying about her name. So, I'm your new, oh, I'm nice. new hire here. Bobby will say, well, hi, I'm Bobby. So, so yeah, I'm your new wizard. She snaps her fingers and makes a spark, bunch of sparks come out of her hand. Ugh. Ugh. Bobby shakes his head in dismay and says, I hate, I hate wizards. I thought we were getting movement from Elmas. Whatever. He takes out a business card and slaps it in Claudia's hand. Elmas can at least do a goddamn job. Fucking wizards. <laughs> at this, at this, Claudia will take the hand, take the the business card and then just Oh, don't worry. That the wizard is. I also do breaking and entering. So, and so do I. What's your point? Depends on how I much. Would... Go ahead, Carl. I mean, depends. Do you mean? Do you prefer the? You're focused on the breaking or the entering? Uh, both, actually. Ah, the breaking. I see. Bobby wouldn't know if anything about breaking and entering. It was a lie, in case it wasn't obvious. <laughs> yep. Yeah, as I was gonna say, I don't think anyone else has that ability. Yeah, no, but also, like, Arami is not gonna call Bobby out. This is more fun. But yeah, uh, happy to be of, of existence. And we'll see about that. After all, we are walking in this den of sin. You'll crown the government building in disgust. Literally anywhere you go is a den of sin. And me too, actually. Yes, but my dens are sin or fun. Look at this place. I'm, nothing fun. Nothing fun happening here. I'm telling you, we need to get a list going. Like this is unacceptable. There's not even a sofa in here, let alone chairs. You're right. I happen to know some movers who can help us with that. Yeah, make your list. I, I'll make some yeah. calls. Uh, we'll just invoice it to Theron, I guess. I don't know. What? Sounds good to me. We can get we could get cable running through here. We really don't need cable. Come on. The government building, they probably have cable hooked up somewhere anyway. Just check the basement or something. I wonder if Some we wires. get the cameras in. But anyway, so what are those jobs again that we, we that Theron said we got? Oh, yeah. Oh, the whiteboard, apparently. All right. So at this point, I am going to cut here because I feel like this is a good time to talk about some of the mechanic changes of this um so um rather than being kind of free-flowing like previous hazeltown stories are uh flow of time in this is more regimented uh because every day and we're going to start doing these by days uh has multiple segments um these segments basically being a some periods which are labeled as downtime. Uh, there is one in the morning, uh, and which is technically what you are in now. Uh, there is a investigation phase that occurs after that, which is kind of like mid-morning. Uh, there is another downtime phase that's in the afternoon, another investigation period that's in the evening, uh, a short downtime uh, going into night, and kind of a segment that you can kind of used for various different things, which we'll kind of, I'll go over when we get to it. Uh, so right now, 
you are in a downtime period, which means that there are a few things that you can do. Um, one of which right now, a lot of these would probably only be uh, pertinent, not once you actually are in the middle of a job, uh, but I'll just kind of go over them um, as we, I'll, I'll just kind of go over what uh, some things you can do right now. Uh, one thing you can do uh, if you if you feel like you need a particular piece of equipment or some sort of asset for whatever job you want to do, uh, you can um, do that, uh, which by the way, uh, each like each person, like as in Carnival, DM, Torpo, you have two actions that you can do, which you can do with any of the characters in your roster, which keep that in mind. Uh, one of the things, as I mentioned, acquire asset would be one of those two things. Or like if you tried one, like, oh, I want to go get something, that would be one of them, uh, one of your two. Uh, certain class things can give you more, uh, which actually I feel like I'll do this actually after we kind of figure out what we want to do, because uh, I feel like I should kind we should kind of go over what your character's builds are, like just in a general sense, uh, just kind of explain for the people what the uh, gameplay wise is. Um, but yes, um, other than acquiring an asset, another thing you can do uh, is work on a long-term project, uh, which a long-term project can be one of several things. Uh, it can be like researching, researching into a book or something, or it can be uh, doing some crafting. Uh, crafting is a special system in which, hey, I want to build something. I can figure out how to make it and then build it. There's mechanics behind that. Um, there's also, uh, when you get into certain things, uh, there are things like rituals, uh, which will probably make more sense a little bit later on, but that is also where you would do that. Um, so that is long-term projects. Now, another thing is relax and recover, which what that does is you can use one of your actions to basically recover all of your stress that you spent in a pre in the previous session. Also, you can roll a resistance roll to recover some harm. So that is kind of a major uh, harm recovery system. Also, another thing you can do is train, um, which basically will give you one XP every, uh, every time you do it to a tract of your choice, which I'll go over what the, track, what the specific tracks are later on, or like once I get done with this. So that's what you can do for downtime. Uh, the at the end of downtime, when everyone's done their actions, uh, you will then take a look at what cases you have active, and each of you will determine what you want to work on. So, if say Carnival wants to work, go. I'm going to be Elmis, and I'm going to work on case B. Uh, then DM can go. Uh, I want to play as Bobby and work on case A. Torpo can go, I want to play as Aravia and work on whatever. Uh, so that's at the very end of that. So that is how we kind of determine what cases we're working on. Uh, so that is essentially what a downtime period is. Um, I think we before we get into the cases, uh, and actually before I figure out what the downtime is, let me kind of explain for the people at home what your kind of characters are working with now. So let me open up, let's see, who's first? I got Aravia's up real quick. Um, 
So characters, how characters are built in this game, uh, outside of your like physical stuff, um, there you, a lot of um, tabletop games have like a class system. Like you know, if you think about D and D, Paladin, like all all that kind of things. A lot of Power by the Apocalypse stuff has stuff like playbooks and all that. Forge of the Dark has also, I think they're also called playbooks, but they're also called archetypes, I believe. Yeah, um, playbooks. Yes. Um, what this, what we're doing here, uh, is basically there are 16 total archetypes or playbooks that you can pick from. Each person picks two. Uh, so for example, uh, Aravia here has a archetype of the unique and an archetype of the muscle. Each one has different, um, basically it can, can add on to your harm levels in different ways. Some give more, some give less. Uh, also adds on to your stress uh, threshold, which can some give more, some give less. Um, also determines what kind of equipment you, you can uh, have, which we'll probably explain that one that's a little bit more relevant or prevalent, no, like relevant. relevant. Um, but right now it's not really that relevant. Um, they level up in different ways. For example, the things that give them XP are a little bit different. Um, each one can give different access to different magic. Uh, for example, uh, Torpo has a, in the unique, uh, that gives you access to a magic called the Vox, which is a interesting, it's kind of this game's, it's a very gimmicky magic thing, uh, which we'll go over as it becomes more relevant. Uh, another example is Torpo's uh, The Muscle. Uh, archetype gives you access to technomancy also changes your starting stats a little bit uh each one also starts out with a different starting ability uh for example the unique uh has one that's called noticeable uh noticeable uh gives you um when you do different skills you will get buffs on it to either charm or intimidate uh, because your character has slightly different physical appearance so that adds on to either charming or intimidation. Uh, and also the muscle has one that whenever the muscle, that's actually, that needs to be fixed. I need to put the right name in there. Um, but whenever Ravia does a smash action uh, that's unarmed, uh, does a little bit extra damage to it. Pull a read applied research under the vocation. Did I misspell diagnose? Don't worry about it. We'll get. We'll fix it in post. Yeah, yep. that, that's another reason why this is going to be fun because I'm also seeing some things I need to fix. Uh, each archetype also has a set amount set abilities that they can learn. Uh, one of those abilities actually lets you for mo for every class has at least one ability lets you take stuff from another playbook or another archetype. Uh, the unique happens to have four of them uh, because. They're a little bit different because it has to be from separate instead of the same. Uh, also, there are three special other unlocks that every archetype gets. For example, um, one a lot of them have you have access to another person, which gives you help. Um, or, uh, for example, the muscles I know kung fu, which basically whenever you hit an opponent, uh, you can hit twice instead of once. Or uh, some for some more es esoteric things like the things in the unique, 
something called Friends of Fate, uh, which the description is as follows. Others are looking out for you. That's all you know. I, don't, I like Weirdness Magnet, which is even more vague. Weirdness Magnet is also another good one because the entire description of Weirdness Magnet, magnet is things around you are bound to get more interesting. That's the entire description of the ability. That's it. Um, also, uh, whenever you make a character, you get access to a major and minor skill, uh, which can be you can be magic or it else it can be something else that basically gives you a specialist like in one kind of skill uh, that the player determines. Uh, for example, Aravi here has a magic and a benefit to a skill. The magic gives you various abilities um as you would imagine magic would be you don't have to level up magic you are given every ability at the start uh kind of go more into the magic as needed uh there's also i believe the two skills are called vocation and expertise uh which gives you benefits to kind of special subjects that you choose for example aravia has a vocation of construction uh so that Whenever we are dealing with someone who works in construction, uh, Aravia will get benefits from that. There is that. Um, every character has a harm level, which is essentially their health. Uh, their stress level, which can do multiple different things. It's essentially their mana. Um, although you can use it for non-magical things. Uh, different levels of armor, uh, which, you know... Works kind of like armor in the way that Genesis did it, where it kind of deducts amount of incoming damage. Uh, luck, which is something we'll get into as we go further on, because it is essentially, there's no mechanical thing behind it. It's just a method for me to realize how screwed someone has been in rules. Uh, so that if I need to give them a little bit of leeway. Um, equipment, you can only carry so much. Uh, also the different skills. Uh, so these up here, these things that like have very specific uses, those are called abilities. The more general things that you do, like you would imagine that as like, this is like, like 90% of what you do in a tabletop game is use skills. Uh, so if you remember how it was when we did Genesis, it's like, oh, I want to, you want to roll skull, skullduggery or you want to roll ranged or you want to roll some specific magic. The way that this works um, whereas, say for example, Torpa wanted to do something. Uh, so, uh, beforehand, Torpa would say, I want to break down a door, for example. Uh, <laughs> then I would say, you need to roll uh, this skill at this difficulty. It's not how that works in this game. In this one, uh, Torpa looks at the various skills that Aravia has, which there's a very specific ones that I put stuff into and says, oh, okay, I'm doing something physical for a door. I am I want to smash this door because uh, smash is one of the abilities that, you know, Aravia has at her disposal, uh, to which I say, okay, you want to do that. Um, I will give you... Um, the level of potency of it, because sometimes more, you know, obviously if you do things that are like, if you try and smash on door, that's going to get you more benefit out of it other than say, um, 
like shooting a door. If you want to open a door, like just smashing it open would probably do something more than say throwing something at it. So I'd say, oh, you have a much greater effect if you actually smash it. Also, I will tell you the danger level of it is because sometimes uh, if you don't do the thing properly, uh, you will have reper repercussions of that. So I, you tell me what to do, what you want to do with what skills you want to do. I tell you the risk of it and how potent it is. Okay, well, let's say I want to, hypothetically speaking, smash it in with a chair. Oh, look, anything's a weapon. Plus 1D when using improvised tools for your action. Yes, so you will have increased benefit of... Um, On top of my four smash. Yes. So what the numbers mean specifically, for example, if we want to do smash, uh, Aravia has a level of four in smash. That means that when Torpo, or as Aravia, Torpo would roll at base, not including, let's not include any other benefits, Torpo would roll four dice. Um, the number, based, and from those four die, you pick the one that has the highest value. Uh, so if you roll, say, a one, a three, a two, and a five, you take the five. Uh, and what the five me you're comparing that to is a table, as Carvel mentioned earlier, uh, one through three is considered a failure. Uh, how that, what that means depends upon the risk value. Because uh, if it's, if you do it under a controlled circumstance, which basically means there's no risk, um, it's, you basically don't do the action, but you're kind of free, so it doesn't really, you can't like try it again, but you don't like take any harm out of it. Uh, however, if you say, I want to smash someone uh, in the middle of combat while they're pointing a gun at you, and you feel doing it, you will then get hit from it, most likely. Um, if you get, like, rolled a one or three. Four and five, what that means is uh, you you do what you want to do. So it's like, oh, Torbo smashes the person, hits the person with the chair. Uh, that, however, it's a partial success because it will either not hit to the most of its, if its ability, or it just, or Torbo will take a consequence. So, for example, could hit the person square on with the chair, they take full damage. However, they also get a shot in at Aravia. Um, there are ways to mitigate that, but we'll go over that when we actually get to a roll. Um, for Aravia, she's a fucking beast. Yeah. Uh, so that is how this works differently than other things. Uh, another thing, especially as I mentioned, XP tracks. Uh, so the things you can put in XP if you are training any downtime period, you can put it into either one of your arch archetypes. So you can increase your XP by one, or you can put it into these tracks for your XP, which each group of skills has a different one. For example, physical is smash, aim, maneuver, intellect, which is research, tinker, interface, Cunning, which is investigate, sabotage, diagnose. Heart, which is focus, care, endure. And charisma, which once the tooltip goes away, uh, is charm, intimidate, and deceive. How these normally go up is if you, say, try and do... If Aravia was, would try and do an aim action and failed doing it, um, XP would go up by one. Every time you get... 5 XP in one of these tracks, you can 
increase one of the abilities. So for example, if you do it in physical, if Torpor would get five XP, uh, can increase one of these abilities by one to a maximum of four. So it have if if somehow Torpo got the fifth XP off of a smash roll, he couldn't increase Aravia's XP to five. It would have to go to aim or maneuver. Um, and that's pretty much the character cheat stuff. That's how that's the base mechanics of this game. There are some more intricate things that will come up as we get to them, but for now, that's about that's a good descriptor of how this game works. Uh, does anyone have any questions? Do you want us to just tell the audience what our, our archetypes are and what they do quickly? Uh, sure, I'll go over uh, the characters they were planning on playing. So uh, since uh, next in line is Carnival, Claudia Lupin. Uh, Claudia is a skulker and a wizard. So skulker is a lot of um, stealthy stuff. Uh, a lot of uh, skills that when you get to them basically give you benefits if you are sneaking or if you're doing something not necessarily it doesn't have to be like you're doing like the sneak trying to like you know crawl around uh, if you just do something unnoticed like sleight of hand stuff that also counts um, and the wizard uh, is as you would imagine it's using magic to do things even to the point where even if you don't need to do magic you can get benefits from it uh, and also, uh, Carnival, as you would imagine, uh, has wizardry at, or uh, Claudia has wizardry at, at her disposal. Also, her has, she has a vocation of thief slash security, which basically means if we're dealing with lock pickers or other kind of thieves, uh, Claudia will get a benefit. Um, and if we're talking about Bobby, uh, Bobby has a, has the face. And the agent, uh, the face is a lot of charisma-based stuff, uh, stuff like um, gaining benefits from having conversations with people, um, having like deceiving and charm things have better potency, um, things like that. The agent is a little bit more interesting one because the agent, when you pick the when a character agent. That means that they have an allegiance to a particular organization. That organization could be a country, um, a could even be things like, for example, Bobby has a good one, uh, the consortium, uh, which is actually a criminal group, so essentially a mob. Which I guess I'll let you kind of explain that. I'll do that later because I'm pretty sure it's going to come come up on one of the jobs. All right. Uh, but yeah, it's as you uh, or actually I have it written down here. Uh, you can have, for example, an agency of foreign agent. Uh, you can work for a religious organization uh, or some sort of se uh, secular secret society. Uh, and that gives you benefits if you. It gives you kind of benefits to say things like. Um, sabotage is one that also. Gives you benefits for. And some other abilities. Uh, Bob does not have any magic, however, uh, gains benefits to when dealing with high society people, uh, business people, um, as well as good at playing guitar. And whenever using guitar, can get some benefits out of it. The last um, campaign. Yes. Uh, so that is Claudia and Bobby's abilities as well. 
Uh, so with that, um, I think we are actually good to actually start playing the game. No, once there's I a game. Out, yeah, now that we've gotten the description out, once I find my mouse cursor, we can go back here. The uh, description implies a single description. Yes. Um, all right, uh, so uh, we'll do it like this. Since you're in a downtime period, uh, Carnival, uh, what do you want to do with your two uh, downtime abilities? So the first thing is like, all right, I want to, because Elmus is an engineer and thus has crafting. I want to, so are both the spider legs and the, I know the Magilens, the improved Magilens are done because we used that in a previous session, but are the spider legs done? Because, uh, well, you get one off the, the bat and then you got another, you leveled up in a skill that gave you another one, correct? Yes. Uh, let me check to make sure that's, I believe you, they're both done. Okay, I just want to make sure they were if they weren't done, that was what one was one of those are going to be. But their sins are both done. That's something else. So the first thing, uh, Claudia is going to start practicing. Uh, is going to go do a training action, and what she's training is like going climbing up buildings, getting around parkour stuff. All right. So I take it you are training physical. Yes. Okay. So increase your physical tract for XP by one. Uh, and you can denote that by any way you want, whether or not you want to do that as a number or not. I'm doing it as a number, uh, just finding the sheet. Uh, Wait, no, no, actually, that, I'm putting that as in, in my playbook, actually. Oh, you're putting it in your playbook? Okay. Uh, so you could technically do training twice if you want. Just Just to say, you can do things like that, put them both in that. Okay, yeah, then I'll do that both and just take two to start for that. Okay. So I think you're just doing the same thing twice. Yep, just more running around, chopping over buildings. All right. Uh, DM, uh, what will you do with your two abilities? Or two know. downtime actions? I have no idea. Uh, so we were going to go straight into the job. Uh, <laughs> kind of weird pacing to like say, here's some jobs, and then oh, here's some side stuff. It, it, the problem is that it's just at the start. Because mm. I want to get this done with before you started the investigation. Here's some jobs. But another news. I, mean, I would imagine you do this before you went to the building, which is why I kind of wanted to do this before that, but I decided just to kind of start off the, the thing with, you know, that explanation. Uh, I would kind of... I would say at this point, I would probably put both of your things to do training. Sure. Uh, you can pick that. Uh, it doesn't have to be the same character. You can put it in between either any of your characters. Can I just do nothing? You could. All right, then I'm just going to do nothing. <laughs> All right. All right, uh, Torpo. What are my options again? Sorry. Uh, I would so technically your options are you can go and try and acquire something for a job like an asset. Uh, you can work in a long-term project such as crafting, uh, researching into something, or just performing a ritual, but you don't really have anything to do for that. Uh, you can relax and recover, but you're all at full health and stress. Uh, and you can train, which means you can add one XP to one of your tracks. Mm, I can train. Yeah, you know what? I'll I'll train. Um. So, what will you be training? 
Uh, I want to train the unique, but I have no clue how I'd fucking do that. Uh, let me look at your thing. Um, honestly, you could probably just try meditation or just relaxing. Can't relax in this fucking office. You know what? I'm going out to buy furniture for the office. That's what I'm doing. All right. Uh, so do you want to do that twice? Yes. This fucking place yeah. sucks. Yeah, you know what? Fine. Bobby will go with. And I'll do my other thing is I'm going to train the scholar on Nellos because Nellos has been doing something off screen. Okay. Yeah. I'll talk about whenever we get to her. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll spend one furniture shopping and the other I will just relax for the unique. Okay. Need that fucking sofa. There. Uh, so there's your downtime abilities or uh, actions. So uh, now that that's been done, uh, let's talk about the actual cases that you have at your disposal. Um, so I'll just describe the cases for for you as in the players. Let me get them up real quick. Uh, God, I have way too many tabs open. It help, doesn't help that I have tabs in my browser and then the tabs at the bottom of the one particular tab. Um, okay. So you have three cases at your at that at your disposal. Uh, these case names are for our use. These are not what they're labeled in universe. Uh, the first one is called Cartoon Heroes, and I'll read the description as follows. Um, the infamously secretive group of authors and artists named the Canary Group has been trying to expose ulterior motives behind political figures and groups through graphic novels and comics for several years. A contact for their group seems like they might have some need for our special services. You will need to find the contact and figure out whether or not we should help them out. That is one. Uh, the client to uh, is listed who gave you that uh, is Gavin Elias of Mr. Blue Sky. Um, the next one on the list uh, is labeled Computer Love. Um, the description and the person who gave you the job uh, is Lucas Hawthorne, who was the bartender from the last job, uh, the kind of the mouse guy who is a friend of, uh, of Radius. Um, the description was as follows. Uh, I got a friend who helps manage one of the robotics test labs in the city, uh, and he's noticed some strange break-ins that have resulted in some, some very specific things getting stolen. The problem is, is they couldn't find any sign of anyone actually breaking in. We could probably help provide, uh, give some extra eyes to the place, both physically and digitally. Um, the third one is labeled Absinthe with Faust, uh, this one is given uh, by Lila. Um, the description as follows. Our museum is wanting to put on a retrospective to a recently deceased author and, author and artist, Reed Winters. He infamously moved to the Seedberry region to, quote-unquote, get in touch with the natural aura of the earthbound people of the area and attune to his mystic self. We had noticed that we, we have been gr granted permission to look through the house he was living in, for anything that might be worth showing off of the exhibit. Also, worth noting, it's that this house was avoided by the locals, and he kind of kept mostly to himself, as the land, in the specifically the house that he lived in, was considered to be cursed. So those are your three cases. Um, All right. 
Uh, so before we kind of point out, I would like to just clarify, you could, in theory, go th each of you split up. However, if you want to group up, that's also perfectly fine. It would probably be better since this is our first time and there's only three of us. I already know what I'm doing anyway. Uh, so I will say, I will do it like this. Um, Carnival, uh, which character do you want to use and which one do you want to kind of send out? Body is going to investigate cartoon heroes. All right. Ugh. Uh, DM. I have a question. Uh -huh. the, the description of the whiteboard for cartoon heroes, does it actually mention the canary group? It does. Okay. Well, then. Bobby, when he reads that, will just start Matt cackling to himself, and then he'll take that job. Okay. Uh, Torpo. Uh, so Ravia looks at the three notes, just goes, nerd shit, nerd shit. Uh, this guy might have drugs. I'm going for that one and decides to go with C. Okay. Uh, so just to clarify, uh, Claudia and Bobby are going to go work on the Cartoon Heroes job. And Ravia, you are going to do the absolute Faust job. Mm -hmm. um, so I will give kind of the description that was given with note for your two characters. So Bobby and Aravia. They're Bobby and uh, Claudia. Uh, let me get my thing for here to kind of say what the thing was. Um, attached with this note uh, that the description that I gave uh, says um, the, the person who I was in contact with did not give a whole lot of information about themselves. However, they didn't even really give a way to contact them in particular. However, uh, they noted that you could, um, you could find, like, you can find more information uh, to kind of get a hold of them. Uh, I've hit a card in, at the, in a book at the Welcome Square Library. Um, the book is named Eagle's Prey, a, a book, a, the, the name of the book is Eagle's Prey, a Red Butcher Story, Volume 2. Um, the artist, or the, the author is listed as, uh, Sonny Somerville for that book. Um, when you, uh, also is listed, he, he also, or it's also noted, the person who, uh, contact me also said uh, that there is also if you need it in the future he did not say why um, he gave a password that is the phrase brother's keeper got it um, the so that is what you're given for that job uh, Aravia um, you are you basically are given a uh, attached is a um a hold on i just kind of figure out um attached was basically the address of the place uh it is in a town that is called um honey mound uh it is about 10 minutes east of the city uh so just kind of looking at the roll 20 here so honey of... mound sounds like a euphemism it, it, Yes, but also, uh, so it is, if you take a look at the map of the area, just kind of in the bottom right, um, let's see, how do you ping in 
I think it's either control click or just click and hold it. You just click and hold. Oops. I broke something. Oh, hey, those things set up. Click and hold. Oh. So, yeah, uh, right here, uh, it is like right on the little. Oh, that is tiny. Yeah, it's kind of had to work with. But uh, yeah, it's to the it's to the west of the city, uh, kind of underneath Oakbrook, which was where you met the ghost. Okay. Um, it's it's another town. Uh, so basically, you would want to pick, pick one place in which you want to go to. Mm -hmm. Um, so really both of your cases, there's really kind of one key spot you want to go to, um, for, uh, Claudia and Bobby, that would be the library, uh, the welcome square library, uh, for Aravia, that would probably just be the house. Did, did I get a key with the note? Yes. Maybe some photos of the place. Yeah, let's just say that you got some uh you you got some material about the house. Okay, yeah, cuz I was debating just asking the townies first before I went in. You could kind of go and investigate around like I would say like you could go to the house and maybe like the area around it. I would say yeah, Um So there is that. So let me figure out. Uh, uh I have a quick question. Sure. Can we play multiple characters at once? It depends upon what you want to do. Because I would say that the house would have had interests in Ellos. Um, actually, you know, I don't think that would be that bad of an idea because I would see it might be confusing if you're playing like two players at the same time, the same thing. Uh, but if you I want to send them, yeah. So let's, yeah, I'll say that that. Should be fine. Oh, in that case, then Elmas is going to waltz right over to Computer Love. All right. Please, no. Oh, this is going to get bad. Yeah. Mm -mm. Yeah, that's fair. The double dipping is it's just going to bloat things. Yeah, let's try. Okay, let's try doing two at once. Uh, just kind of saying this as like a, like a timeout, just to kind of clarify, just to make it easier for the playing. Uh, let's just say at most two for now. We'll see how this goes, and then if it turns out like, oh, it's fine, then we can try spreading out. But I think let's just do the two scenes first off, and then regroup. All right, that sounds fair. Um, okay, so let me just try and figure out what to do uh, first. Um, let's do the library, because I think it'll be the shorter scene. Um, so, uh, now we enter the investigation phase, which, if for the morning, which is it's basically going to be the same as we normally do. Uh, we're just uh, in investigation phase. It's basically one scene at one place uh, for that phase. Um, so um, Claudia and Bobby, you head into the city, into the Welcome Square Library, which neither of you entered into last arc, but you could have. Uh, it is in the same area, general vicinity as the uh, kind of the issue, the, the, the spying place, uh, you go into the library, which is, it's a pretty decently stocked urban library. Um, and you go into the library, and what would you want to do? I mean, 
that book located? I'm sorry, what was that? Where's that book located? The one we're supposed to find? Uh, so you were just given a name of a book. Um, it wasn't like it didn't list, oh, where it would be. Um, in that so, instance, I would just say Claudia's going to go to the nearest computer and just look up the book's name. And just like, you know, Dewey Decimal. It's a library. Um, okay. Uh, I don't need, I don't even think that that would not be a rollable check. Uh, so if you're just going to go in and just kind of, you know, search for the, for the book, um, you do find out you do find the book. Uh, you see that it is located, um, it is located in the fiction section. Um, and you find like the listing, you find the full name of the book, uh, you find the uh, author, which is Sonny Somerville. Uh, it is listed as a graphic novel. Uh, you find that it is uh, written. It was written about, say, a year ago. And that's about it. Mm. Bobby will take the book off the shelf and quickly flip through it. Bobby right. also, by the way, since they started a job, has just had a constant shit-eating grin on his face. Um. So as you flip through it, uh, you you um you you see that there's a couple copies. However, you pick one up. Uh, you kind of flip through it, and as you do so, uh, a you feel or like you hear a card or something small fall out of the book, and you kind of look down, and you see that there is a index card that fell out of the book, and mm. on the index card. Uh, is listed as follows. Um, it, it it just says, call, they give you a phone number, and say the password given. Bobby hands the card to Claudia, and then we'll actually start paying, leafing through the graphic novel, trying to pay attention to the content. All right. Um, so as you... He's looking to see if he recognizes any similarities to the people in the book to real life. Uh, I'm trying to think because I don't think I don't know if this is really a rollable. I think you would just kind of in this case, you would kind of know what it is off the bat because you kind of flip through. You do notice uh, some particular people um, in there. You as you kind of go through, um, you see pictured in the book with pretty decent accuracy. Um, you see Ronald Reagan, who is currently the governor of California at this point, at several points in the book. Uh, and you see um, in also in the book, uh, you find uh, you do find uh, particular symbols that you feel like you might have seen before. Uh, in particular, a symbol that looks like a, you see a pair. Oh, let's see. What do you see? That's a good question. Uh, you see a very, uh, you see a etching that looks very much like a swan. See. Uh, and the signa usually is accompanied by uh, people that generally look like they are up to shady business. Avi will just cackle to himself again and put the book back on the shelf. Uh, also, actually, one other thing I will say on the book, 
uh, in the card is like, um, you also might want to, uh, actually, actually, it should have said that on the thing, but I forgot to read it uh, on the initial note. Um, you might want to take a look at this book. Uh, it will have certain pertinence to the the matter that we would be discussing. I mean, that's fine. Uh, Claudia was going to check out the book and to read on her own time anyway, so. All right. So, okay, with that, you have that card that has the phone number on it. Uh, also, you now, you've checked out the book. So, do you want to call or should I? Ali just smiles again and says, sure, I'll give him the ring. Okay, uh, so you kind of, you, you call the number on the phone. Um, you hear, after a while, you hear a click, and you hear some someone uh, kind of muffled answer and just says, yes. What was the password? Uh, Brother's Keeper. Brother's Keeper. Uh, you, you hear the voice reply, talk to the thinking rabbit. Did they hang up? And they hang up. Ugh, thinking rabbits. So is there anything in the book that would point to that symbol, or do we? Uh, anything in the book that... Uh, so... Hmm. I would say it would take you about... Um, I'm trying to think if I want to make you do roll for a progress clock here to try and read through the book. Um, let me take a look at your ability. Um, actually, how about that? Since that's not how the game's supposed to work. Um, if you want to go and try and read through the book quickly, you can try and roll a skill roll and I'll see whether or not you get through the book in its entirety or you get through the book to the point where you need it. Sure, I can go for that. Uh, how would you like to do that? Uh, do a research roll, because this seems like that fit. Okay, so I would say if you're, I mean, if you're doing research, uh, obviously that would be probably the best choice. Um, I would say that, it, obviously, there is no pressure on this, so it's controlled. Um, and I would say that would be a, if you're trying to figure out what the symbol is, uh, that is a great, or it's a, the hell's the phrasing for it it's the you get a increased benefit great effect yes great effect and i'm gonna go ahead and spend uh two stress to uh push myself which will add me another die so that i'll be rolling 2d6 okay and this is as claudia yes okay let me go ahead and control position uh position is controlled yes and there we go Right. You rolled a six and a one. Um, so yes, you succeed. Um, I would say that you would find that pretty quickly. Uh, you see that the uh, swan uh, is associated with, uh, and it's listed in the book, is associated with the group called Cygnus. Avi just snorts, shakes his head. These fuckers again. Um... To give you an additional context, um, the book list is basically is a story of um, the protagonist who is late, who is named uh, what the hell is his name? I, too many things open. Um, whose name is Red Butcher, who is a uh, kind of a vigilante uh, who is uh, kind of 
trying to tackle uh, various uh, evil groups. Um, the general story is about um, Ronald Reagan secretly trying to hire the group Cygnus, who uh, you did, uh, the others will know that uh, encountered earlier. Uh, they are a group who is basically trying to cause, they are essentially white supremacist uh, kind of sort. Not quite neo-Nazis because Nazism is weird in this universe because World War II never happened. Uh, so they're basically that. Uh, and they are being hired to sow chaos in the Seed Bearer region. Uh, you've done dealt with them before? Cool. Cool is not the word I would use, but yes, we've crossed paths. It sounds like a great adventure. Let's so yeah, that sounds great. All right. If you um, say so. Uh is there anything else you'd want to do with that? I mean, well, I guess if we have that information, let's go try and find the talking rabbit. Yeah. Okay. Is there anything else at the library you'd want to do? Uh, no, nothing other than just checking out the book, so that doesn't need a scene, so... Bobby, is there anything else you want to do? Nope. Master Thief will not take from a library. I mean, we don't need... You don't need to steal if... That's, that's just complicated. That's complication and... Complication... It's complicated. Yeah, complexity addiction. We don't need to do it, so let's just step... Sidestep that step. We'll together. Okay. Uh, so there, that will be your work at the library. Um, so, um, uh, Nelos and Aravia, uh, you head to the, I'm oh, sorry, that I'm just going to say torpid, do whatever you want with this. I have a specific point where I can know I can jump in Nelos. I mean, okay. So first thing Aravia would do. Uh, instead of going straight to the house, um, would be asking around, uh, particularly showing off pictures of the house if I had them, which you, you said I did, yep. uh, and just asking about the the story behind the house and also the curse because in Ravi's experience, uh, you don't fuck with curses. All right. Um, okay. Uh, just to get a general, like you for a general, if you're just asking a general question. Uh, if you just talk to like people in the general area, uh, let's just say the as you kind of go into the area, it is a pretty think about like it's a it's not rural, but it's kind of suburban. Uh, there are like houses kind of it, over the place. It's, it's a township. It's, it's, it's your township. It's a, it's a town like it's there's nothing really uh, out of the ordinary about it. Um, the area kind of generally around it, uh, this, uh, the house in particular is on a, is actually in an apple orchard. Um, that was kind of, it is an apple orchard that's right next to, uh, kind of a, it's by the kind of like the grocery store. It's in one of those areas that's not quite in the in the town, but it's like on the side, there's some houses, there's some corner stores and all that. Uh, which if you get into the area, if you just kind of see people around, um, as you kind of show them the house, 
usually the reaction they have is kind of making a sour face to it. Um, are you particularly showing the house or the person? Uh, which I would say also given you would have like, you would say, oh, here's a description of the person. Uh, you might have a picture of them as well. I'd be talking more about the house because that's what has me more curious than the actual person who lived there. Um, if you, as you kind of, you talk, there's like a good number of people there. Uh, you notice that the younger people, uh, people like say late teens to early 20s, uh, generally have, they're like, I've heard things about the house, but I don't know anything in particular about the house. You generally find the older the person you talk to, uh, the more of a sour face they make, and they go, "Oh, that's that house is just nothing good ever happens in that house. It's we don't even not even using the orchard there. No one really wants to take it. It's just kind of there's just a bad vibe about the house." Um, uh, what do you mean? Uh, it's just a place that there's been a couple owners of that house and the original owner was a person that the town held in kind of high regard, but things just kind of happened in that house. I think there was a murder in there actually. Uh, well, murders then, happen all the time though. Um, but then after the original murder, the, the people who had lived in there generally had a bad time in there except for didn't that weird that out that weird like european dude came in and took it and kind of he was kind of a strange person just kind of always felt weird about it and so he didn't like him because he was a foreigner and the other people said like they didn't get along with their house because there was a murder there and murders tend to really sour the mood in a building you know, associations and all that. Look, I'm just wondering where the curse fits in. All I know is that the people in that house generally gave, they thought that there is, like, you know, just bad things happened in that house. That's, You're that's general vibe. You're absolutely useless. Um, But yes, the general vibe you get is uh, bad things happen in the house. Uh, the feeling of the person that moved in there, the Reed Winters, uh, he had the air of someone who felt, um, you know, the kind of person that takes a look at certain like outside cultures as if they were like the view of like, say, Disneyland. Like, it's like if you think about the people who think of like certain countries as if they were like their entire view is viewed by that one place at Epcot that has yeah. the world pavilion, those kind of people. And you're like, oh, they're exotic look i'm just gonna look at this person you gave me the info and i've just said look bad things happen to places all the time i mean like the building you were born in okay i'm leaving uh all right as you as you do that that's kind of the vibe that you get from <laughs> just like not putting up with this townsperson shit like come on i wanted an interesting curse and it's just people angry about a person living there so yeah, Aravi is just going to head straight for the house from here. All right. Uh, okay. As you go into the house, you find that the uh, gate... Oh, go ahead. Yeah. When Aravi approaches the house, they see an individual, a short individual, in a baggy black raincoat and baggy pants, quietly staring at the house. What's up, Shorty? Snellos. 
turns, looks at Haravi and just goes, eh, hello. No, it's it's you. Uh, it's been a while, I guess. Eh. So, what brings you to this shithole? Curses. Yeah, I heard, but it just sounds like the usual, oh, bad things happen to the people here. Uh, it's like, unfortunate homeowners. Are you here on a job? Uh, yep. Yeah. Uh, I've got the key. Fuckers actually got something interesting for once. I mean, we've had some interesting stuff, sort of. Indirectly interesting, but interesting. Mm. But, if you're here, sure, why not? I've got the keys, so I may as well let us in. Oh. And here I was, trying to figure out how to break in. It's much fun as breaking in is. It's uh, better to save our energy for whatever worthless curse is here. Oh. Just a Ravi already ready for disappointment. Okay. Uh, is there anything you particularly want to do to get into the house? Or into the... Uh, I would say at the gate of the place, it is locked. Uh, you yeah. do have a key for it. Yeah, exactly. I'm just going to unlock it. I don't need to break anything if I got keys. That's wasted effort. Um, yeah, you have a ring of keys that should open up pretty much anything in the in the vicinity, in, in the property, so to speak. Ravi is going to spend five minutes going through the entire key ring until she finally finds the last key is the key she needs. Um, you go in, uh, as you kind of walk into the um onto the thing there is a path that as you see uh you see apple trees that generally are well, i guess you really don't have to cultivate trees they're just kind of you see apples on the like it's they weren't really taken care of that well they're over ripened on the branch at this point yeah um as you go into the estate it is a pretty um it's a pretty large house. It's probably it's two. You would imagine from the outside seeing it. It's about two stories. Uh, it is a pretty like I don't want to give it a like a like, it is a larger than average house. On the um, scale of Resident Evil, where are we with the house? Uh, it's about it's not a it's not a Spencer mansion. It's about I would say maybe a quarter of a mansion. Like it is a large house for the suburbs, but it is not a mansion. Uh, you can also tell that this uh, house was man like this wasn't like part of a like housing pr like wasn't like a specific company made this. This was someone like one person built this house. Uh, it's not like it was like done shoddily, but you can tell just by design uh, that this was done by someone who normally does not build houses. Ah, good. Mm. The best kind of house. Um, you also notice that it is an incredibly square house. Oh, no creativity. Square, square in the shape, or square yeah. is in, square is in the shape, like not as it 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 is a very functional house. It is also very it is square in actually both terms. Um, how many floors? Uh, two. Is there a basement? Uh, hmm, sure. I actually hadn't thought about that, but yes, let's say that there's a basement. Is there an attic? You can't tell from the outside. Okay, well, I guess it's time to go in. 
Oh, oh, when you say like a basement, you mean like a cellar? Oh, uh, if there is a basement, it would be actually you wouldn't be able to tell from the outside. Yeah, okay. I was wondering if it was like internal doors or is like cellar doors on the outside. Uh, no, there it is not a cellar. It is a basement. Okay. Well, I guess we're going in then. Uh. Um, as you walk in, um, you you walk essentially into the living room. Uh, there is, it is a older building. You can tell that this house probably was made about at least a century ago. Um, there isn't a whole lot. It it has been updated for things like electricity. Um, there are, the person who lived in here last uh, did not, they led a relatively simple life like you, uh, like in terms of, they, the house looks like it had been it could have been furnished with exactly what it had in there about twenty years ago. Um, the most electronic thing and advanced technology that was in here is maybe a radio. Uh, you, a radio you can tell probably is about twenty years old. Uh, if there is a TV, there it is a very old model that is like at least like black and white at least, um, very large for the screen size it is. Like maybe like a fit like a what we would say is like a 50s or 40s even model TV. Mm. Which actually now that I think about it would be a 50s model TV because I don't think there was TV in the 40s. There's an invention of the 50s. Yes. So it is a very early model TV. Um, but it is. There is a layer of dust on pretty much anything, uh, even though. Um, or I should say it wasn't like kept up particularly well. Uh, it wasn't like trashed, but it was it didn't dust very often. And you can tell. Well maintained. Uh, yeah, uh, you can tell that um, someone has not really moved things in for at least a couple of days. Uh, it, you can tell that it, things have been used. Um, but yeah. I'm taking the second floor. You can do whatever you want down here. Um, I will also say, uh, since I believe, let me check your abilities real quick. Uh, let me check something. Because I might need to give you information. Oh, let me check. Um, <laughs> you talking about a uh, beacon? E maybe. <laughs> Um, uh, something else. I just need to check what your passives are. Um, you know what? Yeah, I'll say this. Um, as you walk in, uh, you get an incredibly, and I mean incredibly faint feeling in the back of your mind that something is here. Oh, good. Or rather, um, you get a faint feeling of something that is either currently here but not very strong or has been here no you may have been on the money oh why is that it's complicated complicated how there might be a thin thread here we're dealing with there's something uh, here nellos who's been acting bored and half asleep suddenly snaps open and looks straight at ravia where uh sorry about that my headset died give me a second so i Missed what you said, and I need to plug it in real fast. Sorry. Okay, there we go. Sorry about that. Uh, but...
No, oh. what did you say? Um, uh, said Nellos, who's been being, who's been like half bored and half asleep. Uh, snaps. Somebody snaps to attention when you said that. Looks straight at Ravi and says, "Where?" I don't know. I don't even know if it's still here. But uh, right. something here don't feel right. Let's say. Snellos is suddenly looking around the room a lot more intently. Like, just don't, don't, don't go in too, too violent. But I'm gonna head upstairs. Said anything about violence? And she'll start. Examining the bottom floor. Okay, uh, so the staircase that will lead to upstairs is in the living room. Um, as you go upstairs, it let me check. I um, you can as you go upstairs, you can tell that it leads into a hallway that kind of leads in a kind of the outer, like if you think about the building as a square. Mm-hmm. Um. You can kind of take a look at just the general vicinity of the staircase, uh, and you can see that it leads you into a hallway um, that the center you don't have access to because you can, judging by, it's hard to see from the outside, but you can kind of see a window looking into the center of the house, and you can tell it actually looks outside. Um because there is light bleeding in through the window. Um, but as a general glance, as you look around the building, or like the staircase, you can tell that it kind of leads around, and that it almost seems like there are four rooms in this house uh, on the second floor uh, that kind of go around in a square shape. Uh, in the hallway, would I see anything to pull down for a uh, for the attic? Um, uh, uh, let me let me think. Oh, actually, can, can you just one. say there isn't an attic? It's okay. Uh, you know what? Just for sake of this, no, there is not an attic. Okay, well, I'll start taking the rooms one by one. Okay. Um. Uh, let me think about how I want to do this. Um. Sure. Um, are you just going to do a cursory glance of the rooms, or are you going to go into check into a room and then go into it, or are you just going to kind of see what's around? I am going to rip these rooms apart. Um. Okay. Um. Let's do it like this. Um. You go into the room. You see that as you go up upstairs. Uh, you see the light shining out of one of the windows, but you see that there is a door directly to your left. Mm-hmm. Um, as you go in there, um, you can actually you you actually go up the staircase, uh, and this staircase is going into the house. So you're actually there's a room behind you uh, that would face towards the front of the house, and yeah. as you go into the room, uh, you can see. Uh, it is a room that has a lot of several bookcases that have books in it um, and several tables. Uh, and there are two windows, both of which have telescopes by them. That's a little weird, but OK. Uh, on the tables, you can find all sorts of documents and books there and uh, various it's just a complete mess of paper and books. 
uh is there any sort of thread holding these together like 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 that strings these together or is it just like random crap uh do me a favor then and it in order to check that uh or uh, i should say phrase like this uh if you want to dive deeper you would have to skill check yeah file that uh how would you what do you want to do to check um I mean, really, it's just look through the papers and see if I can catch anything that looks uh, looks like it might 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 bring them together or anything like that. So I would argue that if you're looking for a skill for that, uh, that would probably be your investigate. Yep. Uh, and would I roll beacon since this is related to the supernatural? Uh, wait, hold on. Beacon, you were always a sense of supernatural entities. Um, in this particular case, no, you wouldn't. Okay. Um, I just figured this, by, by any means would. Uh, this this in particular does not have supernatural. Like, it, it is... Oh, wait, hold on one second. Uh, this is not dealing... Like, you're not investigating about a specific entity. This could be about research looking into the supernatural, which Beacon would not cover. Okay. Um, Just to clarify another thing, uh, because... Uh, it's we kind of glossed over because Carnalogy you know like knew the system prior. Um, but you actually have two uh since and especially since you're uh if you're gonna do investigate, uh you only have one in there. Uh so there are two ways you can increase your roll and add dice to it. Uh one is to push yourself, uh, which just costs two stress, and you just get you just get another dice. There is also a thing where you can get a, an additional dice on top of that called a Devil's Bargain. Uh, which a Devil's Bargain, uh, if I will give you a minor setback that even if you get the dice and you achieve it, will still happen. Or even if you fail it, it will still happen. Uh, that is a way if to you, get a third. You said yeah. it comes with the dice. That's what it means. Yes. Uh, but if I once I tell you what the the thing would be, uh, you can it, you can choose to deny it at that point, if you wish. Um, I think I'll just push. Uh... Okay. In that case, that's just two. So you'd be rolling two. Um, in roll twenty, do you have your macro thing set up? No, I don't. That's uh, why I was asking before about the stats. Oh, whoops. Um. So go over to do you know where the macro stab is? Uh, it's you, the three line, the three dots with the lines, like the list thing. Okay. And if you're, so just put in, click in. The should. Oh crap! Do you have to insert that for everybody, or does it? Uh, no. You so what you should have no, to no, do. Do I generic or action? It's action. Uh, action. Uh, you can also do the show quick macro bar, and it will give you the three buttons. Ah uh, yes, the three buttons. I don't see. Uh so. If you go ahead and are you is it asking you for what to do? Okay, now it's finally asking me what to do. Okay. So the role I will say since you have no pressure, it is a controlled position and the uh, effect is normal. Uh, that's two dice, one for my normal and also because of the uh the push. Yeah. Uh so you rolled a 3 and a 5 which gives you a Mixed success. So let me think of what. Um, hold on, I gotta get the. So technically, you're now down to eight stress. Oh wait. Oh no, I. Hold on. Nope, I screwed that up. I took it up too much. 
Okay. So, um, I'll, I'll say it like this. Um, what I'll say is, uh, you do actually find a uh you you are able to find a link however uh the consequence that i'll say for your mixed uh your mixed success is that you don't find as good of information as you would normally um okay. if you want to get full uh like if you want to basically negate that thing you can do what's called a resistance roll uh which what that means is you see on your sheet uh, and I'll actually bring up the sheet for everyone who's watching. Um, if you go to your sheet and you see, since you rolled investigate, um, you see how you have a resistance thing here that says resistance one under cunning? Yeah. Uh, what that means is that uh, you would roll, a, what, what you would do to negate that is you would essentially take six stress minus uh, essentially doing a resistance rule, which uh, you would subtract that six from the highest number of the dice that match. So you have a resistance of one, you would roll one die. Uh, and it would be six minus the result of that one die. For okay. That would be a stress penalty that you would take. Uh, so that could be go all the way up to five stress to basically uh, make that information full instead of partial. I think I'll go with partial for now. As funny as it would be to run my stress ragged because I got a fuckload of it. Uh, yeah, so I just wanted to point that out as because anytime you get a mixed or failure, uh, you can negate the uh, consequences like that. Because I do have 10 stress to burn at the moment, but no, I think I'll hold off. Yeah. Uh, so you kind of take a look through there. Uh, you, you look through the material that you have at your disposal. Um, and you don't get the specifics of it, um, but you do find that, uh, it is talking about supernatural beings, uh, that exist on the planets of Venus and, uh, Mars. Okay. Well, this is proven to be stupid. Uh, is there anything else you want to check in that particular room? I mean, the papers were the defining thing. I don't think there's... I mean, I'll, I'll guess I, I'll fucking pull apart the books, but that'll take a while. Uh, okay, I'll just... I'll let you kind of do that. Um, uh, Nellos, um, I think you're just kind of going throughout the first floor? Uh, yes. Uh, as you kind of go through there, just to kind of see... The first floor is a pretty standard house. You see a living room, there is a kitchen with a side bath... Uh, there's a dining room, uh, there's a master bedroom, and also a secondary bedroom. Uh, is there any particular room you want to kind of poke around in? Mm. Actually, I'll say, Nellis wants to look for the basement. There is one. Uh, there is a basement. It is tied, Is basically, it's in the, the entrance of the basement's in a living room. Okay. Um, in the... You just see that it's basement going downstairs. Uh, going into the basement, you kind of see that there was a lot of tables. Like, it's an unfinished basement. Uh, that's There's a lot of storage. Uh, there is also some tables set up down there uh, in a desk uh, that have a bunch of... Um, 
there is a bunch of like journals scrapped around, like kind of tossed around uh, on like on one table. You f- see a lot of what look like journals. And then you see another table that has like a, um, like another journal on it that looks a little bit more clean, I guess. If that makes sense. Um, so, yeah, Nellis will go over and investigate the journals. All right. Um, so, uh, do you want to just take a cursory look through it, or do you want to, like, deep dive into it? A uh, deep dive. Um, okay. There's a ghost now. Uh, how would you like to deep dive by, in the, by that, I mean, how would you, what skill would you like to use to get into that? Hmm. Uh, I'll do research. Okay, so you will research into uh, these books. Um, yes. So in that case, again, there's no there's no risk involved at this point. Uh, so that would be a controlled, and that would be a um, let's say normal, normal effect. I'm a little bit lost on what I'm doing here okay. in roll twenty. Okay. Okay. So in roll twenty, go to yes, there it is. Uh, go to you see at the top where it's the three. Hold on, okay. Yeah, I'm in macros. You have a macros. Uh, a quick thing, you you see where it says show macro bar, or show macro quick bar. Yes. Uh, click on that. It's already checked. Oh, it is. Uh, so you see, uh, you should have a thing in your bottom left that's a action roll, generic roll, and resistance check. Do you not have those three buttons? No, I have them. Okay. Uh, so click action roll. Checked. All right, and controlled. What am I putting as my effect? Uh, standard. And number of dice was? Uh, so uh, you have three by base. Do you want to spend two stress to make that four? No, three should okay. be fine. So three. Okay, so you rolled a four, a two, and a four. So that's a mixed success. Um, so again, I, I'll get, basically give you the same thing that I'll give uh, Torpo. Um, you, as you go through, uh, you're going to get your, the, the mixed part of it is you're not going to get as much of an effect as you were. And by that, I mean, uh, you'll get a general idea of what the things are about, but you won't get like a detailed view of it. Um, do, um, if you want, you can, uh, do a resistance, but again, just like, uh, Torpo, you only have um for your resistance it would only be one so you're essentially rolling uh you would essentially take six stress minus the result of that one die yeah i'm not doing that just uh tell me what she learned from the journals from these rolls okay uh she goes through the journals uh and kind of has a little bit of a rough time uh going through what you can tell uh, or what uh she can tell by going through the uh, journals is that it is it, these are old journals uh, these are not recently written um, you the however the contents of it uh, you can the script is very the handwriting is not very good but you can parse together some things about it namely the fact that it is talking about uh, supernatural beings of some sort um, that again, the concepts of uh, specifically the phrases Morningstar shows up a lot. Um, mm. 
and also Evening Star. And specifically uh, hearing um, calls from them. Mm. Uh, so that's that's what you kind of get from them. Uh, it is, in general, a lot of talking about supernatural beings, uh, the specific through, through line uh, and experiments about it, but you don't quite get what the results of the experiments are. Uh, but you get a lot of talk of morning star, evening star, experimentation, um, uh, local legend about uh, those two stars having things about them. All right. Um, actually, I don't know if it works or not. Now that knowing that these books are about the supernatural, can I go through it again with like specialist knowledge? Um, yes, you could actually. Now that you, I because the the case that I would think of is basically you going through and doing a cursory glance. But now that you have tied that all together, you would now be able to like research that. So I take it your research, uh, I take it your special subject for your specialist knowledge in your scholar class. That is, um, yeah. studies into the supernatural. Or we yep. did. Yeah. Supernatural. All right. Mostly death, but supernatural. Okay. Okay. Uh, so in that case, uh, you can do a re you would need to do research into that. Which, I mean, that would be what you would do. Um, also, let me check, because you also have an additional abilities. Um, let's see, keep it simple. When you make a successful intellect action roll, you're able to... Okay, that one count. Okay, uh, so, yeah. Uh, do a research. Or if you're going to do research, try again, uh, or uh, use your research. Uh, I'm going to say, again, controlled. Um, and also standard again. All right. So essentially roll the same. So you can roll the same amount, but or, except you'd roll four base. You could also push that to five if you want to spend two stress. I'm good. Okay. Uh, so you get a full success from here because you rolled a four, a five, a two, and a six. Um, so you, as you look through them, uh, you can tell that this person was looking into... Um, there's a specific through line of what they were looking into, um, which was um, the local, a local legend, which is um, specifically uh, one which was referred to as um, the call of the morning star, uh, which is a case in which people have claimed that um, Something about when the morning star shines as high as it can in the sky, um, that special, if a special ritual is also performed at the same time, uh, that uh, people see visions that they are teleported to a specific spot uh, and they encounter like supernatural beings there. Um, they also part of the journals uh, are basically it's him pouring over the whoever the writer was uh, pouring over research saying that um, some people have uh, it is uh, some people find that this has happened to them 
uh, that it changes. It's different every time they happened. Um, it's been noted that some people who have tried to investigate into this have actually died because they have had um, several people who have been looked into have died to very specific um, essentially brain aneurysms. There is a weird chain of uh, people who normally were healthy looking into this dying of brain aneurysms kind of relatively early in their lives. Um, and that is what the journals are talking about. Nels is just very intently reading through these books now. It's that kind of shit she's looking for. Uh, just because was this just all the books on the one table? All the books or was it just the books on the one table? There was the, the book on the one table. All right. Uh, she will, when she finishes reading, she will uh, stuff all the books in her bag and then uh, go and read the other book. Okay. Uh, that one's a little bit, uh, that one is a lot easier to read. And since it's actually kind of keptly, uh, um, keptly, like it's, uh, the details in it, you can kind of read through it. It's not as uh, cryptic about what it is. It is actually very simplified. neatly written. It's simplified. Uh, you can tell this is a lot more... This is a recent journal, uh, likely done within the last year, if even more recent. Um, and it is a journal of someone going through those journals you just went through and just making commentary on it. Uh, you can see the commentary on it. Uh, is a lot of it's talking about the poetry of the thing written. Uh, it's not like any sort of further research into it. Uh, it is a lot of like, oh, wow, this is fascinating. And just talking about, po it's basically poetic wankery of this guy's research. Nella doesn't care about that, but she'll take that, she'll take that book too. Won't stick it in her bag though. She'll just stick it under her arm. Um, She's also going to do a quick look around the room. Okay. Um, just doing a cursor glance, uh, there's a lot of boxes that uh, you can, like, taking a look at it, it is store. It's stuff that's just basement stuff. It's a lot of, like, um, you old clothes, um, old, like, knickknacks, um, stuff that just doesn't stick out in any way. Uh, like the books that are in there are just like old, like yearbooks and like stuff that doesn't really stand out. In that case, Nellis is going to leave the basement and head back upstairs. All right. Um, so as you do that, um, uh, Torpo, uh, I take you're going to take on another room. Yeah, I figured since nothing came of the books. Uh, yeah, as you go through that, it is basically enough. Nothing. Yeah. As you said, uh, it is a lot of, it's a lot of astronomical books. It's dry ass garbage. Okay. Yep. Um, well, I'm going to move on to the next room then. <laughs> uh, the next room, uh, it looks like as you open the door, looks to be a study. Uh, there is a giant desk, uh, that the... There is like a bookcase or two next to it. Uh, there's actually a fireplace in there too, and a sofa. Um, and there's also a window that looks outside. 
Um, and there is a desk that looks like it had been used in the last, like, it looks like at least the last week or two has been used. Yeah. Okay. So first off, anything notable about the view? Uh, it just looks outside. Okay. It's not pointed well, towards anything. Probably closer. It's it's pointed towards the orchard. Well, then time to rip apart that desk. Uh, as you rifle through that desk, uh, there is a book that is on the on the top of it uh, that looks like uh, it is open to a page in the middle. That little page at like at a glance, you just see that it's half written. So it's likely whoever was in the room last was writing in that book. Um, you see a typewriter on the book or on the desk. Um, as you kind of rifle through, you see a lot of pens, a lot of pencils, uh, a lot of, um, a lot of, uh, just kind of knickknacks. Uh, you do happen to find some weed in there. I'll stash that for later. Um, and also, uh, just some medicine in there. Okay. Well, I'm gonna check out that book then. Um, just going through it, um, you can tell it's a manuscript, or it's him writing, like, a manuscript, uh, that is a lot of poetry. Ugh. Uh, a lot of poetry talking about his, like, views of the area, uh, and just some very dry commentary about the uh him like being very impressed about the way that the people in this area sure do appreciate nature uh so ravi is gonna swallow her bile and uh take the book because it'd probably be useful for the job anyway considering it's kind of the thing they wanted all right. Oh yeah, Nellis doesn't actually know why you're here. Yeah, exactly. You don't need to though. That's the thing. Like, yeah, fucking Nellis doesn't give a shit about the job. Yeah, Nellis is here of her own volition. She had no clue there was a job happening. Yeah, I'm not gonna find much for the job anyway. So this will probably be the closest to a gold mine we got. So, uh, I'm just gonna rifle through the shelves, see if I can pick out anything. It's a lot of on the shelves. It's a lot of. Books that were written by uh, the person who was lived there last. It's a lot of Reed Winters books uh, that like a lot of the published ones. Uh, a lot of books that you're not familiar with what they are, but as you kind of look into it, these are books of poetry. Um, very much likely um, kind of peers of his. Would they be interested in his typewriter? Probably. Okay, I'm going to set aside the typewriter uh, and knock over the fucking desk because this has been a waste of my time. Okay. I mean... Hmm? Actually, no. I would say they probably would not be as interested in the desk because the desk probably... The desk was there before the guy. Yeah. It's, there's nothing special about the desk. The typewriter, though, they would care about. Would you be also interested gonna... in this piece of a desk that man mysteriously broke? Yeah, I'm also going to take one of the, the fucking books and hurl it out the window. Okay. It it, it makes a thunk. Okay, good. Did it break the window? Did you just throw it through the window as it was closed? Yeah. Yes, it did. Okay, good. <laughs> it's a hard 
Did Nellis hear this from downstairs? I mean, if you're coming up from the basement, probably. In that case, Nellis would just pause. Nellis could literally watch the window. Yeah. (laughs) Nellis could just see it out the fucking window. Nellis doesn't give a shit. She just heard it and then just kept moving on. Very singular in focus, and I can respect that. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to set the uh, typewriter just outside the room, uh, and I'm going to take the book with me because I don't... Would I have a comfortable way of... No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. You have a backpack? Uh, I think Ravi just keeps most shit in her vest. Should have had a backpack. I'll fucking ask Nellos for help later, but the typewriter's been set aside and is in a spot that is easily noticeable. Either way, I'll move on to the next room. I think Nellos deserves a chance at this point. All right. Uh, is there probably Carnival deserves a chance since? Yeah, poor Carnival. Jesus Christ. See, I see the library was in fact the. I, you know, I wasn't expecting to go through the full thing right now, but I guess. I mean, I like seeing this now is like this, but like if it's just the three of us, I figure having two characters go to different spots actually kind of works. But if we have more people, then it's only one. But yeah, because that's why I had like. Elmis go to the computer thing. Well, people we can group up into the computer thing later. Yeah, you. Perhaps. There will be another investigation period later on in the day. Ah, okay, cool. Uh, I I also feel like if you continue on with the house, it's not going to be as in depth as this. Um. So Nellos, now that you're out of the basement, is there anything else you want to look at? I'll check the master bedroom for anything. Um. You see that I you see that it has been used relatively recently. Um like as in it has been used with the other things in the house. Like it's not like it's been an abandoned. Um you, you don't see anything in particular. Uh there is like a bed by the bedside. Uh there is a bed by the bedside. A, a book. A book by the bedside. Um two beds, one room. Uh, like there's like a like a nightstand. There's like that's just right, baby. Bed. We're pushing the beds together. <laughs> yeah, this was actually a house from the fifties. Used some TV. Um, <laughs> now there's there it, nothing in particular stands out. It looks like a standard bedroom. There's there's like clothes. The clothes are cheap. Well, all right. In that case, Nelson's just gonna go upstairs and find Aravia. All right. Uh, so Aravia, you, um, you, as you go out, uh, there is also the windows in the hallway, if you want to take a look at that. Yeah, may as well see if I notice anything notable there. So that actually, you take a look down, and that actually leads to a courtyard that's at, which actually, now that I think about it, probably should have mentioned it, at the first floor. Um, there is a courtyard in the center of the house. Uh, that has a fountain with a statue in the middle of it. Oh boy, a statue! Mm. I love statues. Um, okay, yeah. That was just a. That's yeah. It's like it's like a small green square in the center. That like there's some probably astroturf in the center, I, uh, with a fountain in the center. I'm just gonna push that to the back of my mind for now and check out the next room. So to the side and take you to the other world. Um 
Okay, so the next room that is up there uh, is a library. Oh, uh, fuck me. Uh, it is a room that has a lot of books on it. I'll fucking make sure to check them out on my way out, too. Um, Nellis is there now. So, yeah, I take it that also as Ravia kind of walks in, Nellis also walks into the room. What's up? Want to help me pull apart these shelves? Sure. Here, check this shit out. She hands Ravia the the poetry book with the that was about the supernatural and stuff that she had in her arm. Uh, Jackass ruined some perfectly good source material. God, I'm gonna hold on to this. Ravi just, just puts it puts it away for later. Like, I'm I'm on a here to job. I'm on a job just to collect some effects from the previous owner. I figure they they'll love this wank. Ugh. ugh. I also got the uh, typewriter set aside, if you don't mind helping me with that later. Sure. It's alright. She pats her backpack. I got what I was looking for. Uh, That's good enough. Well, apparently this fucker was trying to talk to Satan. uh, Also, apparently, looking at stuff related to interstellar beings. Stuff about Mars. Mm. There were some papers in another room that were detailing that. You can check them out when I'm when we're done with this fucking room. Sure. And so let the uh, chaos begin. Uh, so as you, if you take a cursor glance of the books on the shelf, you can tell that the books here are of various different ages. Um, some of it are actually a small portion of it is very recent. Uh, you can tell that the age on some of these books goes back at least three hundred years. Uh, these books are cover various different subjects. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, it is. Um, you can tell just by the, the just the names of the books. Uh, a lot of them are astrology. Some of it are tales of the supernatural. Uh, some of them are also just local legends. Um, some of them are fiction. Some of it are... Uh, just like standard reference books like encyclopedias and such. Um, But if there is one thing that does have a general, at least what you can guess by what the name of the books are, a lot of them are local legends and also uh, legends from other places as well. Uh, I'm going to gather a few of them together. Uh, Let's go. uh, Hey, Nellos, mind helping me uh, look through these? I'm kind of curious. Nellos will grab some of the supernatural books for the pile. Uh, specifically, like, I, I just gathered up local legends ones. Alright. I'll look for the book. Yeah, I'd appreciate it. Because, like, as much as I love to do my job here, I'm dead curious about what's going on. I'll tell you later. I'll bet you most of this shit you can just find at the library. Yeah, I I just, I'm curious is all. In fact, I've read a few of these. Uh, do I find anything of interest? Um, no. Nothing okay. that nothing that looks like it's like earmarked or anything. Just there just happens to be a lot of books about that kind of thing. Okay, I was just wondering if there are any interesting legends or anything. Um, I'm sure there. I mean, if you look through it, I'm sure that there's interesting things in the book. But I whether or not they're pertinent to like 
any sort of thread line, I would probably say no. Oh, I more meant anything that matters to Ravia, but yeah. Um, not not at the not without like sitting down and like reading through them. Yeah. Okay. Well, next room. Uh, the next room actually is a lot more basic. Uh, it is actually it is a billiard room. Okay. Yeah. It it has a billiard table. It looks like uh, there's also a dartboard. Okay. Well, uh, I'm gonna take a pool cue for later, but otherwise, I don't think there's much to do here. Yep. There's also like a there's also a poker table, or like like one of those card tables that's like it's a multi-purpose thing. Yeah. Uh, then that's pretty much the entirety of the upstairs. Yeah, it's just like a game room. Okay. Yeah, well, uh, anyone else want to go check out that statue? That's you. Oh, the one in the courtyard, didn't you notice? No, I was down in the basement. Oh, follow me then. Alright. See, we're taking the typewriter downstairs with us. Yeah. Alright. Um, okay, is there anything in particular you wanted to see downstairs? No, we were uh, aiming to go outside for the courtyard uh, okay. to check out the uh, the statue. Okay. Uh, you both go out to see the statue. The statue is of a generic... Um, like, it just looks like a maiden just, like, pouring, like, a vase into, like, the, the fountain and the fountain's still running. Mm. Um, at least at first glance, that's, that's what you see. I'm gonna get in close and also touch it. Where's um, the basement in relation to this statue? Uh, in a spot that's conveniently written so I don't screw myself out in terms of physics. Um, it's not underneath. Like the 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 basement would branch out from underneath. All right. Like away from the the courtyard. Uh. So you're just gonna you're gonna look in close at the statue. Looking close, as I say, get a feel for it. See if I notice anything. All right. Uh, what skill you want to do for that? Uh, I mean, I think the only one I can do is uh, you know what? Can I use focus? Um, let me just check something real quick. Okay, focus described as um uh, actually I'll look the mechanics the mechanics are to have a better a bit yeah, a better view. Where the hell is my descriptions? There they are. That's a heart. Uh focus. The ability to focus on performing a task requiring the fo the ability to focus on requiring a t performing a task requiring focus and the ability to resist being distracted from keeping your cool. Uh, some examples, I would like to focus on a particular person. Uh, I would be able to uh, focus to perform the read memory. Uh, I kind of feel that if you're looking into it, no, you would not. Okay. I wasn't sure because the way it was described uh, on my sheet is different. So, yeah, I need, I, I, I probably should fix that. Because, yeah, for the sheet, it says the ability to perform under pressure, ability to know when you're being deceived or trapped, and the ability to comprehend breaks from accepted reality. Oh, mm, actually. Really old description. That's actually what the new one that. So, mm, I, again, looking at things that I need to maybe fix in the guide, um, except from breaks in reality. Um, I would say no, because that would require you to know if there is a break in reality to begin with. 
Okay. I wasn't sure because I'm already fucking suspicious of the statue, but yeah. All right, I'll just do investigate and uh, push. All right. So, um, with that, um, so what, that, that's a two, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I am actually going to say, um, got to have too many tabs open. Uh, let me just check on your sheet. So, now it's uh, also to humor Ravi and investigate the statue. Uh, I, hold on, let me, I need to, I need to check something for this. Okay. Um, yeah, just, uh, roll investigate, which is your normal investigate without any, like, bonuses or anything. Uh, controlled. Uh, controlled and, um, controlled and, you know what, I'm going to give you great or whatever the... Because what are the three? It's risky, standard, and great. I mean, not okay, risky. great is one. Limited, limited, standard, uh, great. Okay, it is limited, standard, great. Um, okay, so you rolled a five and a one. So you get a. So in this case, you get the normal amount of information that you would get. Um, so you look at the statue, and that general feeling that you had in the back of your head that something was up with this place. Uh, increases a little bit. It's not like you're not. You're tell you can tell that uh, whatever this feeling that it is uh, is greatest in this location. However, you can't quite pinpoint what exactly it is. But there is something up with this statue that, or in this courtyard, that, and since the statue is in the middle of the courtyard, something in this courtyard is really throwing, giving you some sort of vibe. Okay. So, hey, Nellis, want to have some fun? Which also, Nellis, you wanted to investigate as well? Yeah, Nellis was also going to check the statue out. I'm assuming it's just standard for... Yeah, for you. Yep, for for her, it is just uh, controlled, standard, your normal investigate. She gets more dice. Oh, all right. Four, four, six. Uh, So... One thing that, from your your viewpoint, that because you're not getting a vibe that you notice, um, the statue is wearing a necklace. Uh, the necklace doesn't seem to be, uh, like the statue is like sculpted. You notice that something about the necklace looks like it wasn't sculpted with this statue originally. Uh, that this, this, statu- this necklace on the statue seemed to be added on at a later date. Hmm. Now, how big is this fountain? Uh, it's a pretty, like, the, the statue is larger than you. Or, like, the, the statue is, like, larger than a normal person. Not the, the statue, fountain. the fountain itself. Like, how wide is this fountain? I would say it's not like uh it's I would say at least twenty feet. Like it's a wide fountain. It's not like a it's not like a bird bath that you can like push over. It is like a fountain. Alright. Nellos will say to Aravia. Yeah, sure. Let's have some fun. See that necklace on the statue? Mm-hmm. Let's go give it a touch. Yeah, sure. Okay, yeah. I was just going to suggest we topple the statue, but I mean, I guess that's faster, sure. Just wait for this 
counting towards the statue. Yeah, Aravi is just gonna try to make her way across the, the fountain to the statue to go grab the necklace. Okay. Um, as you grab the necklace, uh, let me check something real quick. So I tried to, um, hmm. I'm trying to think because it, I, because I keep my part of me wants to say, hey, roll for something. That's not how this game is played. Um, no, it's great, isn't it? Uh, I'm just gonna say as you try, as you approach, trying to grab the necklace, uh, something in the back of your head, uh, is telling you not to touch the necklace, uh, or that you don't want to move the necklace. But you can't tell exactly why. Is this just Aravia? Or this is just Aravia. Uh, well, Aravia loves to trust her gut, but this isn't her guts; it's her brain. Uh, so she's gonna poke at it with the pool cue that she kept. Um. Okay. Um. At that case. Um. Uh. In that case, oh, let me think about this. Um. <laughs> In that case, um, do a smash. Or, right. Uh, so I take it, poking it, I'm, I'm thinking that kind of has to be smash. Yeah, it's smash. Uh, That'd be so, an improvised tool. Uh, y- yes, it would. And this is me gathering information about the supernatural by any means. Okay, uh, so... <laughs> six dice, baby! That's a, that's a six without anything else. Uh, I am going to say in that case, however, uh, it is a, the effect is limited because you're just poking at it with Tokyo, this stone thing. Um, and also, I the necklace, poking in the necklace of the pool here. It's still, it's, that's still going to be limited. Okay. Um, and also, I'm going to say that is a risky. Six dice, baby. <laughs> You only got one six out of that, by the way. Two four two ones. Yeah. Uh, thankfully, uh, critical failure is not a thing in this game. No, nope, um, all that matters is the you just need one success. <laughs> yep. So you so you rolled a two, a four, a six, a one, and a three, and another one. Um. So you poke at the you poke at the thing. Uh, you can you can jo- you jostled it. A little bit, so that it came off the statue. This, but you can tell that it is stone. Like it is not just a necklace. It is a stone necklace, or at least it is encased in stone. But you were able to jostle it off the necklace or off the statue, so it's a little loose. Okay, so I jostled it and knocked it off, or not knocked it off, but you you made it loose, so it's not like attached to the statue. So in theory, like it's loose enough that if you had leverage uh, and could lift it up, you could lift up the necklace off the neck of the statue and like take it. Hey, Nellos. So I saw you eyeing the statue. And I got a feeling I shouldn't touch it. So why don't you? Nellos shakes her head and says, no, use the pull cue. Yeah, okay. Be prepared to run. So I'm going to use the pool cue again. So, are, okay. Nellis will get out of the fountain in the meantime. So, okay, so let me get this right. You want to use a pool cue 
to lift this necklace outside of off the statue. Uh, potentially. I'm wondering if I should just say no. I don't know if that's actually, actually physically you know what? possible. Nellos, you got any rope? No. I can go look mm. for some. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna go back in and get some sheets real quick. Uh, so what Aravia right. is gonna do is go get some sheets uh, and tie them together. Okay. Um. So I'm gonna make you skill check for that. <laughs> okay, what do you want me to skill check for? I mean, you have an ability that technically you have stuff for it. Uh, which I would say that's a pretty good reason to use Tinker. Hey, that that is, you're right. I'm just fucking doing some knots, goddamn. But also you're trying to make an, a rope that would hold a stone thing that's probably at, at least 60 pounds. Oh, it wasn't to hold it. Well, you're trying to take it off, right? I was going to wrap it around the statue. Oh. I'm toppling that son of a bitch. Okay, okay, that's a different thing altogether then. Um, <laughs> oh, if you want to topple it, I suppose you could just brute force your way yeah, through it. Yeah, you know what, I'm going to push the statue over, fuck it. Well, in that case, Nels can help with that. Okay, uh, so there is a thing for teamwork. Um, so uh, if Aravia is going to be the base person to do this, which I, between the two of you, I have... Well, actually, no, Nels has a decent... I think Aravia technically has better, but I also can burn. I can also use Beacon like a piece of shit. Uh, well, technically, you have not had a, a confirmation that you're, what you're dealing with is supernatural. I'm pretty damn sure that necklace is supernatural. Um, I mean, you already gave in anyway, so okay. Anyway, uh, so yes, um, what Nellos could do is assist which cost one stress for Nellos, uh, but will give Aravia an additional die if you want. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. All right, so that is six base, I guess. Uh, I would say, uh, since that could go awry if you happen to screw that up, uh, I'm going to say that is a risky move. Uh and I actually am going to say that the effect, uh, since the statue's pretty much in there, the effect will be limited. Okay, so that is a five, a four, a four, a six, and a three. So you ram yourself into the statue to try and topple the statue. Um, and it does happen to, like, it, like, the statue, like, the top part of it, I will say, uh, does happen to break in half um, and does fall into the fountain itself. Ah. And it does, I will also say that doing so uh, falls into the fountain, which will crack the side of the fountain a little bit, but that's about it. It's fine we can just claim it was already fallen over when we got here this house is a shithole it's fine this house is a steaming pile I and mean, the book will be hard to explain but i'm not the one explaining actually actually you're hard one explaining because nobody knows nellis was coming here except you nah theron's the one who gave us the contract to you i know but i'm saying that's my point is it doesn't matter yeah yeah 
anyway, Nellos will say to Ravia, hang on a second, and she'll run into the kitchen in search of tongs and a bag. Tongs meant for holding 60 pounds of stone. <laughs> I mean, it's better than, well... Better than the pole cue. Uh, okay, so what do you want to do with the remains of the statue? The necklace was the important thing. And since nothing came out of the statue when we knocked it over, that's clearly not the problem. Yeah. Okay. So you take the necklace? Uh, yep, after wrapping it up. in the bag? Yeah. I'm, I'm not touching that thing, but I am going to wrap it up. Um, is there anything else you want to do with the st- in this area? I mean, I figure since we, we got the important things, I got the books, I got the typewriter, we got a fucking... Yes, Ollie? Okay. My, my cat's being a weirdo. Um, we, we got the important stuff. I, I think we can call this one one and done. I'll uh bring the necklace by later to, to an expert over at the library, but otherwise I think we're good. All right. Uh, so you're good with the house? I think I'm good yeah. at the house. Yeah. Uh, Nellis, are you also good at the house? Yeah, Nellis is good. Alright, uh, so you both leave the house. Is there anything else you want to do in this region? Or are you no, done, no. done with no, this investigation? Okay. So there, that is both investigation phases done. Um, so there you have that. Um, you kind of go back and you kind of take the wherever you decide to take your things that you've learned. Um, so, this would probably be the best answer. So what was I that? figured I'd, I'd drop them off at the office. Possibly, yeah. Or drop it off at the museum since Lila was the client. That is true. The, the, the necklace, though, I'm holding on to. Okay. Nellis will part ways with Aravi, but she'll... Ask her to call her when she goes to investigate the necklace. Yeah, no problem. May as well keep you in the, in the loop. It's been nice working again, though. Eh. Now those yeah. waves and lock heads off. Thank you for listening to Hazeltown Stories. If you'd like to get updates on this show and many other shows hosted by me, Lola Puzzlo, you can follow at Hazeltown Story on Twitter, and if you would like to get to know me more from a personal standpoint, you can follow my personal Twitter at Lola the Puzzle. If you would like to watch this be recorded live, you can go to twitch.tv slash and follow the channel for notifications of when this show, as well as other shows like Retro Rank Rhapsody, are being recorded. If you would like to add this podcast to your podcatcher of choice, you can search for WLDP Hazeltown Radio and find us on most major podcatching search engines. Or you can manually add rss.hazeltown.life to your podcatcher. Thank you for listening, and I hope you come around for the next episode.